Welcome to Built Modular, a Vanguard Modular podcast. We'll help you discover just how flexible modular construction has become and how it is helping make life better for real people facing real space challenges. Hello and welcome to Built Modular, a podcast from Vanguard Modular. I'm Tyler Kern. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today on the podcast, we're answering the question, did you know this about modular construction? And in doing so, we're hoping to clear up some common misconceptions about the modular construction industry. And joining me on the podcast today is industry expert Mark Myers. He's the Senior Vice President of Marketing Services for Vanguard Modular. Mark, thanks so much for joining me. Tyler, I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think today's going to be a fun podcast because I think there are a lot of misconceptions out there in the industry just about what modular building construction is, what it looks like, and uh, and some common questions that I think we can help answer. And so today we're going to break things down into categories and try to cover as many of these as possible. So Mark, the first category we want to cover today is price. There are different options when it comes to how you pay for modular buildings and how much they can cost. So walk us through some of the lesser known facts when it comes to pricing. So modular buildings are often leased. That's kind of where what most people think of when they see, you know, classrooms out on a school site or, you know, a construction company has modular buildings on a construction site. But they also can be purchased. Typically, those that are purchased tend to be more customized, more of a a permanent situation. And then uh, there's also the lesser known ability to finance them where you know, you can basically, it's a lease to own. So you can make payments on the building, building equity, and you can end up owning the building by paying, say, a dollar at the end of your lease, which is a fantastic way to reduce the amount of capital that you have to put out initially and still end up owning the building. So these situations, I mean, you know, some people don't want to own buildings. Some people uh, just need them for a temporary basis. So there's a lot of flexibility in, in how you can pay for the buildings. Absolutely. And I think that's really good for, for people to know. Now, talk us through just what a uh, standard temporary modular building would typically cost in terms of square foot per month when you lease or rent it, um, and, and maybe some of the other typical costs uh, when it comes to purchasing a, a modular building as well. What, what types of ranges are we looking at there? You know, that's a really good question, Tyler. If you look at in-fleet buildings, like in-stock buildings, these are buildings that are pre-leased and uh, modular dealers have them sitting in a yard waiting to be redeployed. Those can tend to be outside of the range that I'm going to give you. But the typical range for, say, a new building would be somewhere between a dollar and a dollar fifty per square foot per month. And that does not include things like delivery, installation. And then if you're leasing the building, you also eventually will return the building. So tear down and return would be uh, an additional charge as well. But for the base leasing, it's typically between a dollar and a dollar fifty per square foot per month. You could use that kind of for budgeting purposes. And I'm guessing it's, it's maybe a little bit different when it comes to custom modular buildings as well, right? Can you give us maybe a range? Uh, obviously, different options are going to raise or lower the price, uh, of course, when it comes to custom modular buildings. But just give us a general range or an idea of how much of those would cost as well. Sure, Tyler. Typically, the um, customized modular buildings tend to be purchases I mentioned earlier. And so the sale price ranges, they can be, it can be massive. 
ranges depending on the finishes and the type of structure and everything else. But uh, you can you can bank on it being somewhere between 100 and 300 hours per square foot. Um, and that that does not include the delivery and installation. And uh, with those types of units, you may be looking at a crane set or different types of AC units, which may require cranes. Um, there may be a lot of extensive site work as well, because these are permanent facilities typically. So um, the ancillary costs are fairly su substantial there. So you do need to have that in mind. But if you want a beautiful building, I mean, you can really get some awesome buildings built with modular uh, in that price range. Absolutely. So let, let's move on and talk a little bit more about construction, specifically the expected lifespan of a properly maintained modular building. Talk us through some of the expectations there and some of the ways that these are engineered to meet federal and state codes. So modular buildings, they're, they're complete uh, structures that are built just like uh, any traditional building. They just happen to be built in sections off site. And so when they're delivered to the site and set up, those buildings could be expected to last anywhere between 20 and 30 years as long as they're, they're properly maintained. And, you know, you're going to have mechanical replacements and things like that, as you would with any sort of traditionally built structure. What you do need to make sure of is that, you know, if there is an issue such as water infiltration, just like in any other, other structure, that that's addressed immediately because that can really create issues down the line. But as far as materials that are used and the finishes and things like that, that's all very similar to traditional uh, construction. So you can kind of expect it to be very similar in lifespan. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I I'm guessing that there are codes that these need to uh, be maintained to, right? So talk me through some of the federal and state codes. I'm sure that those are always uh, evolving or maybe not, but, uh, but give us an idea of how they're designed and engineered to meet these federal and state codes and how Vanguard Modular stays on top of what these codes are. So I have to chuckle a little bit when you say <laughs> they're evolving, Tyler, because you're exactly right. Um, it's a moving target and it, it's basically the state codes that tend to be that moving target. And so each individual building is spec'd out so that it meets the regulations of each state. And then as far as commercial building codes go, these buildings are all designed and engineered to meet those as well. You know, each state has certain areas where um, you need to have certain wind loads or you need to have certain roof loads. Each um, type of building, such as classroom or assembly and office, they have different floor load requirements. And so all of those calculations are carefully put together and engineered um, in the design of the building to ensure that the structure does meet those codes before those buildings are moved out from the manufacturing facility and installed on the site. And traditionally, and, and, and actually currently, um, modular building dealers in general do build their buildings to typically meet multiple states' codes so that these buildings can be moved from state to state and redeployed in that manner so that they can be used for their full lifespan. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, uh, tell me a little bit about the materials that are used in Vanguard, uh, Vanguard Modular's buildings. Um, where do you source your materials and uh, where do you manufacture your buildings? So typically you will find that modular buildings are wood frame construction. I mean, that's what they've been um, since the very beginning. But recently, 
And and historically, there's a couple examples of it, but recently, steel and concrete has also really taken hold in the modular construction industry. And um, you'll see some hotels and you'll see student housing and things like that being built with steel and concrete. And that's an amazing, amazing thing to watch those buildings take shape. But the wood frame construction, it's the same sort of materials you're going to see in traditional construction. You're not going to see variations of weird sorts of materials. And, and so that makes them very comparable when you're, when you're looking at traditional construction versus modular. The real benefit of modular is you're getting it built off site, delivered to the site. And so the timing is a lot shorter because you can be performing that site work while that building is being built. So as far as materials go, there's not a lot of variation from traditional construction. And from Vanguard Modular specifically, all of your buildings are manufactured in the United States, right? So uh, is that a point of pride for the company, something that you really hang your hat on, that, uh, that you do manufacture all of your buildings in the United States? Yeah, absolutely. We actually get a lot of our buildings manufactured in southern Georgia, where there happens to be a lot of access to uh, lumber. Mm. And even those manufacturers, when they're sourcing materials such as steel, for instance, it's always an American first type source unless they can't get it for some reason or the pricing is out of whack. But typically, it's um, it's an American-made building all the way through. And that is a source of pride for us. I mean, we're very pleased to be able to be supporting the jobs of, of fellow Americans. And, um, and I think that that's important as citizens of the U.S. to be helping each other out in that way. But, you know, you do have to run a business too. So if the supply chain isn't there in the U.S., you do have to make adjustments where necessary. Certainly, certainly. Yeah, that, that, that absolutely makes sense. So let's talk a little bit about the, the, the configurability of these buildings. So is it possible to reconfigure the size of a Vanguard Modular Flex classroom or office building? And they can, can they be transported and repurposed during their life cycle? Yeah, absolutely. This is the, uh, this is the beauty of uh, the temporary buildings and especially Vanguard Modular's Flex product is, you know, we build end units, we build center units, and the center units are configured in certain ways so that they can be added or removed. And so whether you have an office building or a classroom building built to our flex spec, we can actually take individual sections. So if you have a eight classroom building, we can make that a six classroom building by just taking out two of the classroom sections. So it really gives schools and businesses opportunity to grow or adjust based on, you know, enrollments or uh, business needs. So when a modular building returns from a lease, um, is it possible to then renovate and repurpose it and then use it once again? So almost a, a recycling of a previously used modular building? That is one of the really big benefits of building modular is, you know, <laughs> if you need a temporary space and, um, you, you are at all environmentally conscious, being able to bring a building into your site, use that building and know that it is going to, you know, be returned, repurposed, refreshed, and then redeployed somewhere else. It kind of gives you a good feeling like you're doing a little bit for the environment. And um, we really enjoy that as far as being in the modular industry, because the design of these buildings really facilitates that. So that's exactly what happens. We'll put a building out for several years. 
it will get used, it will be um, brought back to our redeployment yard. We will definitely renovate those buildings. It might mean, you know, repainting, pulling out carpet, whatever needs to be done to ensure that the building is going back out in top-notch condition to the next client. A lot of times these buildings are not um, crossed over as far as uses go. You know, you're not going to typically take an assembly building and make it an office building. So, so once they're designed for a specific type of use, that's generally the use that they are used for their entire life, but they are definitely redeployed to new customers and they can, they can be redeployed, you know, three, four, five times, depending on the term length of the leases. Now, the one thing to, to know about modular buildings, the more times that they're redeployed, that's really where the lifespan starts to shrink a little bit. You know, if they're mm -hmm. redeployed a whole lot of times, that does reduce the lifespan just because you're installing them and tearing them down so many different times and they're being transported, you know, sometimes hundreds of miles. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that, that transport, um, that, that idea of being able to transport these buildings. So talk to me about how far they can be transported to reach a construction site and, and that sort of thing. So modular is a really great solution for uh, rural, because not be the trades available or contractors that you need available to build. And like I said, our buildings are typically built in South Georgia. Well, we're installing some of those buildings in Pennsylvania. So they're, they're traveling, you know, a thousand miles plus to be installed. And so they're built with this rigidity that they can be transported over the road and installed and create this building that you would never know was built in South Georgia and installed in Pennsylvania. So when it comes to uh, the different options that, that exist when it comes to modular buildings, some people might want a, a multi-story type building. Is that possible or, or are they only like a single story type of, uh, type of situation or, or can there be multi-stories in these types of buildings? You know, when I first came into the modular industry, I only thought of single story buildings because that's all I had really seen. Um, <laughs> but honestly, there are multi-story modular buildings all around us that you wouldn't even know. And that's, that's what's so awesome about it because they really look like a site built structure and you don't know that those individual pieces were built somewhere else and then brought in and installed. So absolutely, these buildings can be built tons of stories high. I, I'm not exactly sure what the uh, the limit is, um, but it is is many many stories. You know, I think there was 50, 60 stories, maybe higher. But as far as Vanguard Modular goes, we typically only build two stories. That's our maximum that mm -hmm. we'll typically build. But yes, the sky is the limit there, and um, you'll see that particularly in hotels and also uh, multifamily housing. Uh, is where we're really seeing them push the limits as far as uh, multi-story. Definitely. So, Mark, we were talking about how these buildings are able to be transported, but I want to talk about the process that they go through so that they can be built in one location, transported, and then assembled in another location. Kind of talk me through that overall process for modular buildings. Sure. So they're assembled uh, in manufacturing facilities into boxes, essentially, that are able to be transported over the road. So there are certain width and height restrictions in order for them to be transported. And actually certain states won't allow uh, heights that other states do. So we have to be mindful of that depending on what states they're going through. 
but also building them in this modular format as far as the box format allows these buildings to be moved down an assembly line. So it creates the efficiency of modular. Uh, so not only are they built to be able to be transported, it's also a benefit for efficiency purposes. And once they're taken to the site, they're put into place and they're bolted together or welded together, depending on the type of building structure. And you would never know that they were individual sections once that's done. And, and also the beauty of that is you can remove those units. You can break them down and remove them. And that mm -hmm. is the other benefit. If you have a site built structure, you're not going to be able to take that thing apart. You're going to have to move the entire structure. So uh, that is another benefit of having these built in individual sections. They're built in sections, they're assembled as an entire building, and then they can be broken down back into sections and transported somewhere into another location. So give me a sense of the, the overall modular building ecosystem, everything from raw material suppliers through you know specialty trades and setup contractors and things along those lines. Kind of walk me through that, that ecosystem and every piece along the way. Sure. So the modular building industry is broken down into quite a few uh, sections, I, I guess we could call it. it. I mean, it's a whole supply chain and most of them are disconnected, like they're not vertically integrated. So we all work together very carefully to make this whole process happen. You have your raw material suppliers that are providing your steel, your lumber, and everything else that is put into the building. Then you have your component manufacturers. They're, they're manufacturing your HVAC units and, and things like that, windows and doors. And they're all being supplied to the building manufacturers. The building manufacturers are where the real magic begins to start coming together. You know, you start to see mm -hmm. the frame coming together, which is typically done at the building manufacturer. Then you start seeing the flooring put on, the walls put on, the roof. So that's all happening at the building manufacturer. You got your transport company that arrives at the building manufacturer to pick up each of these individual units and deliver to them to the site. You have your site setup contractors. They're already there um, preparing the site, putting foundations in and preparing drainage and all that stuff. The delivery guys bring the buildings in. Um, the site setup guys begin installing them and, and putting them together, getting them weather tight. And then you got your specialty trades that are finishing out the insides, maybe a tiler, putting tile into the bathroom or something of that nature, painters where needed. And the one that I left out there is the modular building dealers. And that happens to be Vanguard Modular. And what, what our job is in this whole scenario is we're kind of coordinating the entire effort. We are bringing in the clients. We're working with the clients to develop their need. And then we're putting together a customized solution, which then encompasses the rest of the industry. And it really works together like a bit of a concert. And, and the end result is fabulous. But to see the entire process from start to finish is amazing. So I definitely um, recommend seeking out some videos or um, slideshows or pictures that kind of show you the whole process. You will be really amazed at that, the way that that all is coordinated and the way it ends up. 
Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I'm completely fascinated by um, by the precision that goes into uh, to creating these buildings and the way that they're able to be put together and and the the craftsmanship there always amazes me. And so it's something that uh, that I think is incredibly exciting and really interesting to learn more about. So, Mark, do you have a story or an example that really shows maybe the power of modular and what you're able to achieve uh, utilizing this this method of building and use, utilizing these products? Do you have a story that, that really stands out as a time where it, it all kind of made sense and it clicked for you? Tyler, I, actually, that's a really good question. And absolutely. I mean, I have lots of stories, but <laughs> one that really is out in my mind, it's really kind of the first time I really saw the power of modular was I was up in uh, Massachusetts. We were actually installing a building on Moon Island. It's a two-story steel and concrete building manufactured in Pennsylvania. And I showed up in the Ming there. It was like six or seven o'clock in the morning and the units were already there. They happened to be on low boy trailers. These did not have axles because they were steel and concrete. And so they're lined up there all in sequential order and I pull in and, and I'm getting out, taking some pictures and things like that. But the crane operator, they had their safety meeting first and then the crane operator got in their crane and they just started hooking these things up to the crane and setting them on the foundation, which was the only thing there when I arrived. And within six or seven hours, we had a two-story building. I could walk in, I could go upstairs, I could tour the entire building as if it had been there for five years. And what that really did was it really showed me the speed of the installation of these buildings, customers are always amazed at how fast, once the units arrive at site, how fast that building takes shape and is ready for occupancy. That is absolutely incredible. Yeah, I think that's a really powerful uh, example just of how modular works and uh, some of the massive benefits of it. The speed of deployment there is just absolutely incredible to me. So Mark Meyer, Senior Vice President of Marketing Services, thank you so much for joining us today and answering that question of, uh, did you know this about modular construction and really clearing up some misconceptions about the industry? It's It's been a fun conversation. Tyler, it's been great to talk to you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And everybody, thank you for joining us here on Built Modular, a podcast from Vanguard Modular. We appreciate you listening very much. Of course, we have previous episodes of the podcast. So if you missed those, you can find them on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts these days. And of course, we'll be back soon with more episodes of the podcast. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks for listening.